0: John Brown of Haddington whom I've introduced to you many times here in Anna Anna Long. He lists some 208 names that are given to the Lord Jesus Christ. I am sure there are many more that are found within the sacred pages of scripture but Matthew opens up his gospel with two of the best known and two of the most precious to us. And I think it's It is possible to become so familiarized with these names that they as it were gloss over our understanding and we fail to appreciate what they said to us. In verse 21 we read, The angel said to Joseph, You will call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. This name Jesus is the Old Testament name of Joshua. And it tells us what Jesus came to do. He came to be the great deliverer. Deliver people from thraldom And bring them into the land of promise. And grant unto them salvation. But our text is verse 23. And that is the name Emmanuel. And of course that tells us not only what he came to do. But it tells us who he was. Who who he was. Because he was God with us. This remarkable prophecy is a fulfillment of those opening words that we read together. In Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. God with us. And I think it's significant. It's important for us Gentiles that that name was interpreted for us. That's what the Bible actually says. It, It was interpreted for us because the Bible speaks to all of mankind not just to Jew it speaks to Gentile as well and so the Lord has a word in season for us even today Emmanuel Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us in the Old Testament scriptures the presence of God was very real to the Lord's people and the Shekinah glory it overshadowed the the tabernacle in the wilderness it was manifest in the temple in Jerusalem. God was there with his people in a very real, visible, physical way. In the New Testament scriptures, God came to dwell amongst his people. And that's the difference. There wasn't just the physical manifestation of the shekinah glory of, the, cr- of the, crowd, the, cr- the cloud of glory. God himself came down. And God himself came down in the person of the second member of the Trinity. The son of God to dwell amongst us. God came down. And now a more spiritual uh, description is given to supersede the old economy. And in the New Testament scriptures we have Jesus who has come to dwell with us in the flesh. God with us. Here we come to you. This wonderful doctrine of the incarnation is a big word, simply meaning God in human flesh. The doctrine of the incarnation is simply God in human flesh, and it's the very cornerstone of all that we believe as Christians. That God came down and dwelt in human flesh, and I want to stop with you today at Matthew one twenty three, and just look at this wonderful description that's given to us here of who Jesus was. He was Emmanuel, God with us. What does this tell us today? Well, first of all, it tells us that it was deity who came down. The one who came and veiled his glory in human flesh was and is God. He was divine. In our members class over the past few weeks, we've been looking at the, uh, the, the different proofs for the deity of Christ and we don't have to go through them all. But if I could just highlight them for you again today. Here's the cornerstone. Here is the foundation of historic Christianity itself. One. The names and the titles of deity belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's called the first and the last. Who was in days and days and is to come. He's the almighty. He's the everlasting father. And all of those Titles and all of the many hundreds of other titles given to him they embody and they express his Godhead if you turn back just to Isaiah 9 uh, the, the whole of Isaiah is an unfolding of the Messiah the Lord Jesus Christ so in Isaiah 7 we read about the virgin's birth verse 14 and in Isaiah 9 we read of this one who was to come Verse 6, it tells us, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called, and then what's it called? Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Nothing could be attributed to the Lord Jesus Christ from Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Even if you'd never read anything else. But you wouldn't come to believe and understand. He's the mighty God. Jesus is the mighty God. In human flesh. And even as he was the little babe in the manger at Bethlehem. He was still God. The works of deity are also given to him. Those verses in Colossians 1.16. Reminds us. For by him, that is by Jesus, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. The Bible not only describes creation as belonging to him, but ascribes the the sustaining of creation as belonging to him. So God just didn't create things and throw them out there. That doesn't work like that. We wouldn't exist very long. But in his mighty power he sustains them he keeps them where they are this great earth that we live on he sustains it he keeps it he, 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 he maintains it another line of proof is that the divine attributes are ascribed to christ he's unchanging he's ever the same that little babe that was in the manger at bethlehem uh, though he was the the child in the manger He was God. And as God, He is unchanging and ever the same. And time or space can never conflict Him or change Him. Uh, And all of the attributes of God are ascribed to Christ. Why? Because He was truly God. We worship. We worship not a little doll that's in a manger, but we worship Christ who was manifest in human flesh. The fact that Religious worship is given to him as another line of proof that he was God. I, I love how the wise men came. We have this scene in the Christmas cards of the wise men coming to the manger. I, I don't believe they came to the manger. It was some time later on they found the infant saviour. But when they came into the house, that's what it says in Matthew two eleven. They saw the young child with Mary, mother, and fell down and worshipped him. They worshipped him. Uh, and we worship only God. And so this little child was God. We remember today the first advent. But we thank God today that our Emmanuel is still God with us he hasn't changed. Secondly, Emmanuel is God revealed. In the person of the Lord Jesus Christ God revealed the great objective of his mission on earth and it was to make God known to man in all of his divine perfections. Nature wasn't enough. Nature told us that there was a creator but nature in of itself could not tell us how we could be saved how we could have our sins forgiven it was but an imperfect reflection that man could not read now in his fallen condition so Christ came into the world and he came into the world to make the father known we read in John 14 8 and 9 Philip saith unto him Lord show us the father and it sufficeth us Jesus saith unto them Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? That they that have seen me have seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? As they looked at Jesus, they were looking at God the Father. God revealed himself to them in the person of his Son. And let me say to you again, you can only know God as you know Emmanuel. You can only know God as you know Emmanuel. And it's through knowing Jesus that you know God. If you don't know the Lord Jesus today, you might be in God's house, you might be with God's people, but if you don't know Him in a saving, personal manner, you do not know Emmanuel. The incarnation of the Son of God was uh, the divine manner of bringing sinners to Himself. Sinners could not come by themselves. They couldn't come. The invite was sent to come, but they couldn't come themselves. So the Father sent the Son to bring them. That's the gospel. The Father sent the Son from heaven to bring sinners to Himself because sinners couldn't come themselves. They were helpless. They hadn't the ability, they hadn't the power. And so God sent the Son. And the son pledged himself to bring to the father all that the the father had given to him. Ah, there is a way back to God. And it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember what he said to Thomas. John 14 again. Thomas wanted to find the way to heaven. and, And Jesus looked at him in amazement and said, he said, Thomas, I am the way. And maybe some of you today are looking for some other way let me tell you still the same way there's only through jesus that you'll get to heaven jesus said i'm the way through the incarnation god is revealed as sin forgiving and reconciling the veil is taken away the cross of calvary something wonderful happened as jesus was dying on the cross The veil in the temple was rent from the the top to the bottom. And God revealed himself through Christ as the one who is forgiving and reconciling. And we serve a forgiving God today and a, a reconciling God today. Through the ministry of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I wanted you to sing those lovely words of Isaac Watts. Until God in human flesh I see My thoughts no comfort find. The holy, just and sacred three are terrors to my mind. But if Emmanuel's face appear, my hope, my joy begins. His name forbids my slavish fear. His grace remove my sins. It's the lovely face of Jesus that tells us that God is reconciled. Have you seen it today? By faith, have you seen it? Through the incarnation, Christ partook of our humanity. Oh, here's amazing, amazing truth of the Bible. Christ took into union with himself our humanity because the catechism teaches us that he took it to himself, a true body and a reasonable soul. Christ had a soul. He had a soul. He had a true body it was flesh and blood, it felt pain it knew grief, it knew sorrow it knew everything that you and I know but yet without sin what an amazing truth Christ the son of God became man by taking unto himself a true body and a reasonable soul being conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost in the womb of the Virgin Mary and born of her yet without sin it's that last bit that sets him apart Yet without sin, all those proofs that are given in the catechism, I would commend them to you. It says in 1 John 3 and 5, And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. He was manifested. That's why he came. He came to take away sin, but in him there was no sin. He was flawless, spotless, perfect. Because if there only had it been even the taint of sin, in Emmanuel, he couldn't have taken away his sin. He would have needed somebody to take away his sin. But he's Emmanuel. Uh, we stand back and uh, we marvel today how he revealed the way to the Father. Thirdly, Emmanuel is with us redemptively. He, he came to bear away those sins, even as the babe in the manger, surrounded by those. Shepherds by his father, mother. He was the lamb of God slain from before the very foundation of the world. Every life has a purpose. Every life has value. That's what we as Christians believe. Every life has purpose. Every life has value. That's why we, we, we believe in the protection of the unborn child. That's why we believe in preserving the life of the aged, right to the moment of death they have value but no child was ever born with the value as Emmanuel the whole of redemptive history pivoted on him he came to do what Adam couldn't do Adam could not live a life of perfection he he fell he broke the law of God and as he broke the law of God, the curse of the law of God fell upon us all. Outwardly, inwardly, he was a broken man and you and I broken in him. But the Lord Jesus, he came to fulfill everything that Adam couldn't do. He lived the perfect life. He fulfilled the law to, ev- to its last nth degree. Every jot and tittle was fulfilled by Christ. And more than all of that, he satisfied The judgment of the law for sin by his death on the cross. And he's still with us savingly. And I thank God today that there are souls in this meeting that are saved at the end of the year that were not saved at the start of the year. But I look out and I know that there are still ones who are still not saved as we come to the end of the old year. And today is your opportunity to savingly come to the Lord Jesus Christ and to trust in him. And it was because he was God that his redeeming work had such efficacy. Had he not been God manifested in, in the human flesh, his, his death would just have been like all others. But it was the divine efficacy that gave it the potency. Because we read, That it is by the blood of God that sin is cleansed. It is by the righteousness of God that we're justified. It is by the grace of God that we're saved. All of those uh, divine attributes that are put to Christ are given over to us. He's with us. He's still with us in a saving manner. And Christ will still be saving souls until the last trumpet calls. And all of the sheep for whom he died, they're all going to be gathered in. Every last one of them. I want to close by saying to you, Emmanuel's with us in all of the realities of life. As Christians, we believe that all of history is foreknown, prearranged, shaped by God, predestined by God. As sometimes so difficult for us to grasp and to understand, there's nothing accidental happening, or by mere chance. That's, big, that's true of the big issues. But it's also true of the small issues. From our first breath to our last breath. Our life is in his hands. He's with us in our joys. If you just look at the, the Advent story. We'll see all this unfolding. He's with us in our joys. <coughs> what joy did the announcement that Mary was having a baby brought to, to Joseph and to Mary. And it brought joy to others. We, we read when Mary went to visit her cousin Elizabeth. And she in her old age was bearing uh, John the Baptist. We, we read as soon as the voice of thy salutation <coughs> sounded in mine ears. The babe leaped in my womb for joy. It's a wonderful thing. That little unborn babe when it heard the name of Jesus it leapt for joy. And Jesus is still bringing joy. To countless hearts all over the world. In Luke 2 and 10 the angel said unto them. The shepherds fear not I bring you good tidings of great joy. Which shall be to all people. What a note of joy we sound out today. That Jesus has come and his coming makes all the difference in all of our lives. He, he's with us when the reality is unexplainable. There are some realities of life we can't explain. You turn to Luke's Gospel, Luke's Gospel, chapter 1. Mary was in a dilemma. A young girl, probably in her teens. Not, not probably in her teens. Now she finds that she's pregnant and she's officially engaged to a man that she's never known. What's she to do? We read in Luke 1, verse 34. maybe you're you're facing some of those unexplainable realities in life today and as you face some of those unexplained realities in life today just put that verse 37 over them all with God nothing shall be impossible he's with us in our ever changing circumstances Mary and Joseph had to travel from their home to Bethlehem why because away hundreds of miles in Rome uh, uh, the emperor had decreed that everybody had to sign up to the census and they had to sign up to the census because he wanted to tax the whole empire once again and so Mary and Joseph had to make the whole journey to Bethlehem then they had to make the whole journey in Matthew chapter 2 13 15 down into Egypt do you think Mary and Joseph were beyond even their village in their young life. I I doubt if they were even just a few miles from beyond where they were born. And now they're travelling the whole of of Israel. Now they're travelling into a foreign country. Uh, Now they are outcasts fleeing for their life. Life changes. Your circumstances could well change very quickly, they can change overnight, they can change in a moment. But he's with us. He's with us when our souls are pierced through with grief. (coughs) Newborn babies are meant to bring great joy to mothers. But Mary was told in Luke chapter 2 verse 34. Remember that great prophecy of Simeon. (coughs) He said this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel. And for a sign which shall be spoken against people. We're going to speak against her child. Yes, sword shall pierce through thy own soul also. She was going to have heartache and pain. But Emmanuel was going to be with her. And when he died on the cross of Calvary, he was still with her. He's with us right throughout the journey. When we're filled with fear and dread, read again Matthew 1.20.21. Read again how the Lord reassured Matthew and Matthew one twenty four and he said unto Joseph, Fear not, fear not. And he comes to each one of us today, and all of these different circumstances, he says to us, Don't be afraid, I'm with you. It's a solemn thing to face death. Solemn thing in the past year to go to people who were dying. When life fails us, and flesh fails us, and death calls us, our final consolation is knowing that though we leave all that we know behind and those that we love, even at our side, we must leave them. Emmanuel is with us. In every situation, he's with his people. He is God with us. In death He's still Emmanuel. God with us. And in eternity. He still will be Emmanuel. God with us and we with him for all eternity. And I think that is a blessed truth to meditate upon any day of the year. But especially this day. Which is Christmas Eve. Now the reverse of this truth is alarming isn't it? And the reverse of the truth is, if you cannot say Emmanuel with me, well then you have rather to say Emmanuel from me. He's either with you or from you. We tell me today, is, if he's with you, you can rejoice with uh, Joseph in this lovely description that was given here, Matthew one twenty three. If he's not with you, if you're not saved today, you've been saying all year, well, God, from me, from me, I I don't want to walk with him. But he comes and he knocks at your heart's door and he says, open and let me in. The doors were closed at Bethlehem to Mary and Joseph for, for a whole host of different reasons. And the doors of many hearts are closed right across Ulster today to the Lord Jesus who comes and knocks at them and ask admission. mission and wants to gain access even into your heart and life today. Don't close the door to him. Open the door of your heart to him and better him enter while you may.